0: We're ushering in the next stage of possibility for what can happen in a human incarnation, right? We're normalizing it. We're normalizing the idea that like you could do healing work on yourself and that would just change your 3D reality instantly. Welcome to the True Frequency Podcast. I'm spirit, multidimensional human being and creator of Born Awake. I created Born Awake so that other beings like me, born awake beings, would have a place to go, learn about our operating systems and receive the tools and resources we need to begin expanding in meaningful, satisfying ways on this plane of existence. My hope is that the transmission of this podcast helps you feel less alone because you aren't alone. There are others like you and together we're going to build new earth. Can you feel it? In this limited series of the True Frequency podcast, Being Born Awake, our host, Jesse, and I define all the key aspects of what it means to be born awake and provide actionable steps for you, my little master beings, to truly begin embodying your true frequency on this plane of existence. It's no longer true that we have to choose between remembering all that we are and being fully embodied on this plane of existence. It is possible to have both. My deepest wish is to share this key of sovereignty with you. All my love, and thank you so much for being here.
1: Okay, I am so super excited to dive into today with you, Spirit. I've got Spirit here. Hey. Me too. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode one. Hooray. Yay, here we are. Yeah. So we want to speak today about the Born Awake download and we're speaking about like a really pivotal moment in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: so excited for today in general because um, like so Jesse and I were talking, you know, we, we talked a lot about what we wanted the first episode to be. And like, we just kept feeling like it needed to be a story, but then it just never felt like it made sense for it to be my story because it's like this brand isn't it. It's not not about me. Like I'm not trying, I'm not, it's not that I'm not part of it, but it's just that like, it's not like my life is what has informed this. So we were so happy, you know, if you're listening to this, we actually are recording this after having already recorded the whole first season because we just, we couldn't figure out what needed to go here. So I'm just so happy that like we figured out what needed to go here. Yeah. So I'm like, let us, you know, we're going to tell you a story, but yeah, the story of the story of the
1: Born and White Download. Let's dive in with the first question. What was your life like in the lead up to receiving this download. So,
0: um, I guess just for like a, you know, a teensy bit of context, I was born and raised in New York city. Um, I went through a lot of trauma in childhood and was fortunate enough to have various supports around me by the time I was a teenager where like by the time I was, 16, I was really immersed in like various processes and supports that allowed me to start doing my, my healing work in a really serious way, but also beyond that, um, really, really gave me, um, like communities and contexts in which people were openly talking about spirituality and the role of spirituality in their lives. Um, I got sober when I was 16 and I really believe that's like why it was relevant for me in this incarnation to go to AA because like people were talking about spirituality and talking about like how to apply spiritual principles to their lives. So like, um, I, I feel really fortunate that I, that I set things up that way. Um, so I was sort of always engaged in these spiritual things. And then, you know, I went to college because kind of you were supposed to go to college, but realized that I really was not interested in a normal life like that. And so um, I started my healing business when I was about 20, 21, something like that. Initially just doing like psychic readings and stuff like that. but so in the lead up to the Born Awake download, I was pro. I was about twenty seven or twenty eight. So like, in that time in my life, I had a a business, a successful business as a healer. I was still living in New York City, which um, I didn't particularly. Um, I didn't really like living in a city, but I couldn't really uh, imagine, you know, all of my work at that point was like in person. So I really couldn't imagine leaving and having to build everything from the ground up again. I had attended all of these trainings in various, you know, spiritual things and healing modalities and all of this stuff. Um I think in a larger sense like what i was really confronting at the time in my life leading up to the download was the fact that i seemed to have an awareness of my multidimensionality and um a level of mastery energetically that i really wasn't seeing um even from my teachers at these trainings um I was really struggling to connect with like friends or potential romantic partners or anything like, like um, it's just, it's hard to say without sounding like an asshole, but I think born awakes will resonate with this. So I'm saying it from that place of just like, I didn't, I really didn't feel like I was encountering people who I felt like were on my level. And when I say that, I'm really speaking in a multidimensional sense. I'm really not speaking about what our 3D lives looked like. It, it's not that I felt like on a 3D level, I was just like such a much better human being than other human beings. I was just noticing a level of energetic multidimensional mastery that I didn't feel I was encountering in others. And so um, I was really in this place where um, either I sort of diminished myself in some way and I felt like that led to connection or like what I was also seeing is like in my business, I felt like I had to kind of dumb down my work in order for it to be profitable. Like if I really wanted to do the high level energetic work that got me excited, I couldn't find clients who got it. <laughs> like mm. there was no one interested in paying me for that. So and it was like the same in my friendships where I could sort of be friends with people to a certain point and we have common interest in all these things but then eventually something would happen in our lives where like I had this fundamental perspective that we're all fully 100% creating our reality. And so eventually something would happen in one of our lives where either my friend would not want to see a situation in their life that way and they would get mad at me, or I, I would see a situation that way in my own life and the other person would kind of project that I was in a trauma pattern when I actually wasn't, I just like, I, I, I understood that the path forward was to take full responsibility so I could do my healing and my work. So like, I was just feeling really stuck. I was essentially like constantly having to diminish myself or give my power away in different small ways, um, in order to build like a 3d life, like the type of life that, that we feel like we're supposed to be building in 3d. So that was like, the lead up. And and I guess also like, I think the main hang up, like what I was really coming up against was just that everyone around me seemed to still be interested in the universe or source or like turning things over to something else in some way. Yeah. And I was really coming up against this deep feeling in myself that like, that was not what I was here to do. So, and just feel. Yeah.
1: So sorry, go ahead, Jess. Yeah. So almost like you got to this point where you realized you needed to carve out a role for yourself where you could actually reach the right kinds of people, like the people who would facilitate, um, who would kind of like join you on your level of how you were wanting to experience life, that you actually kind of found this desire to be met by people who wanted to join you in the mastery that you were unlocking?
0: I mean, I I definitely had that desire, but I, I don't think that was really like driving me in any way, because to be honest, at that point, I just thought that that was impossible. Like that had just been my lived experience. Like I just honestly felt like a freak. Like I just felt like there was no one else here like doing what I felt like I had come here to do. And so um yeah, it wasn't really like that was motivating me in any way. I wasn't really like, oh, let me, I should try and find people like me. Because for me, prior to the Born Awake download, I didn't understand what it meant to be like me. So I just kept assuming that there was something off in how I was doing things that if I resolved in myself, like things would change. I didn't understand that I was just a different
1: type of being. It really sounds like you were connecting with the things you needed to shift in order to really have a realization of your mastery.
0: Yeah. And I guess just like permission. Yeah like permission to own that, which ultimately I had to give to myself. But like, I think that's just where, where so many like born awakes are is just kind of, I think I just spent several years just in this place of kind of tiptoeing around or trying to, um, trying to make it not true that I was a master because it was just like, well, if I'm a master, like then what? So like, yeah, that's kind of
1: what, that's like what my, life looked like. So had yeah. you had you accepted yourself yet as creator or was this kind of like period the thing that really gave you that awareness that you were?
0: Yeah, I think this period like so I almost feel like if I really think back about probably about a year before the Born Awake download draw. I basically kind of made this decision where I was like, okay, I'm really done with diminishing myself. Like, I'm really done with like playing it small or like pretending that, you know, pretending that I'm this when I'm clearly not that. And so, what I kind of made this decision to do was I was like, okay, if what I really believe that I'm here to do is embody the knowing that I am creator, I am source, like, if that's really the experience that I'm desiring then I'm going to focus on every place where I don't allow that to be true in my life. Like that's going to be where I focus my attention in my own healing work, if that makes sense. Like yeah, And so what that required was, like, I basically just accepted that, like, maybe I was just, maybe there would just be no one <laughs> that, like, wanted that experience with me. But I was just at a point where I was like, I don't care. Like, I the, the way that I'm operating isn't fu- leading to fulfillment or, like, experiences of connection that feel nurturing anyway. So, like,
1: fuck it. Yeah. So <laughs> that you, makes sense. It does. Like, you just saw the importance of fully owning what was true and you could feel that it was true. Then it was just like, well, I need to fully embody that this is true. And that just feels like the most relevant thing for me like that kind of vibe.
0: Yeah. And, and I think also like there was so much unworthiness that I had been dealing with around it for literally years of just like, who am I to step into this embodiment when others are not doing, you know? So there was so much where I just basically had to make a choice (laughs) to be like, fuck it. Like, I'm so tired of doing it this way. And so I I do think that choice made it that then everything that was showing up for me in my life that had to be moved through were all the exact places where I was denying myself as creator. So like anywhere where I was saying, oh yeah, but like, I'm not creator there or like, oh yeah, but like, it wouldn't be like, I'm not worthy of like being in charge of that. Right. So all of the places where I was kind of playing games with myself (laughs) got like highlighted. So I could even, I don't know, Jess, what do you think? Does it feel relevant to like think of a couple examples of what came up in that year? I think, yeah, I would
1: love to hear some examples.
0: Okay. So let me think. So in the year prior to the download, so like I had this thing come in And, like, I can't really get into, like, the specifics of it because there was, like, an NDA at play. Um, But I basically had always had this vision of this certain, like, group of famous beings (laughs) that um, – and I can't really get into the details of in what industry or whatever. But, like, these public figure group that um, it would be – supportive for me to like that. It was relevant for me to work with. Like it was connected to my mission. Um, and I manifested the whole thing, like literally out of nowhere, like the person who was kind of the gatekeeper to that group ran into my then partner at a gym and like started a convo. And I got a meeting with that person from that random convo, like everything just fell into place. And I did end up working with that group in like a small way. Um, but then I actually had to step away because it, it was going to be out of my integrity forward in a way that the people that were paying me wanted me to move forward with that group. And so I, I stepped away. So um, for me, the process of creating that was this process of at every stage of the process, being shown, like, I remember I showed up to the meeting with the gatekeeper and, um, and it was at Soho house. I don't, you know, if people are listening and know New York, Soho house is like a private, you know, you have to be a member or whatever. Um, and I, they wouldn't let me in. Like they couldn't find me anywhere. And it was this whole thing. And so I had, I like stepped outside for a minute and it was just like consistently being shown how I wouldn't get the thing that I was saying that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so it was just like so much of that. And then also like for me walking away was really the moment of owning creatorhood in such a deep way, because it was kind of like, if I was still playing by this game, that there was like someone out there who knew more or better than me then that opportunity would be proof that my mission was to do that when like I knew that that was out of integrity, right? So like for me, that was really a moment of claiming like, no, I get to choose what I do here and like I get to choose how to be of highest service and like this isn't it. Um. So that's an example. I, should I think of more
1: or is that good? I think that's good. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're saying that you didn't You just realized that it was you preventing you from fully having the realization of yourself as creator or source. And then that it kind of leads to realizing that the agency that that gives you, because then it's just up to you, right? To choose what it is you do instead of having to like always be responding and always taking what's happening to you as the sign of, of where to go next. It was like you were being rerouted back into yourself and just to look at the own, your own obstacles that you had placed in your own way of your own path. So, A thousand
0: percent. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like that was really just because of that commitment that I had made to myself like a year before born awake drop in of just like that I was going to just, I was just going to ask myself, why did I create this? And I was just going to see what happened if I did that instead of being like, what is source showing me? Like, what is this sign yeah. for me? Like, I just decided to do that. And then what I will also say alongside that is like, I was in a position where I already had the tools energetically and in 3D in terms of like emotional processing, trauma, you know, recovery, whatever, like I had already spent the last years mastering all of those skills that made it so that when I asked that question and I got an answer of like, you feel unworthy of blah, 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 or whatever else comes from, you know, because my intuition was so developed and my whole work was based on that. Like I was in a position where whatever I understood to be occurring that was creating it, I could just shift that. So that just feels important to mention because I don't want this to – I don't want people to hear this and receive it as like an instruction of spiritual bypassing of like, if you just know that you're creating it, you can just change it. Like I'm not trying to say that there wasn't like massive work involved in the changing of it. But for me, like the decision to ask that question was what led to, like, the stuff that I changed being actually what I needed to change to have the life that I wanted. Hello, Born Awakes, Spirit here. If listening to today's episode has sparked your curiosity in my work and you're ready to dive in, you can head to bornawake.world to sign up for the portal. Membership is only $9.99 a month, and you can cancel any time without penalty. In addition to a full library of activations that walk you through completing attachments, pulling forward masteries, and deepening your connection to void, we have an ever-expanding Q&A library that's updated monthly with answers to new subscriber questions. If you're not sure about the portal yet, but you have a question, you can always feel free to submit them on our website, bornawake.world. We review all submissions. There is an option to pay for a guaranteed response as well. Thanks for listening. Without further ado,
1: let's get back to today's episode. Totally. Totally. So you'd gotten to this point where you were finally able to accept yourself as source creator. But there's like a deeper level of understanding that needed to land. Um, How did that present?
0: Yeah. So I, uh, and this goes to the thing of just what we had, what I had spoken about before of just feeling like I wasn't ever really being met in my multidimensionality. Um, So like basically... I just kind of assumed that everything that everyone was talking about, like applied to me too, in the sense that I think there is just this narrative that we're here to learn, that that's why we incarnate, like that earth is like a school for learning. And as Born Awakes, we're masters, and we'll get more into this in later episodes. But for me, not understanding that I was a master meant that I was always looking for the lesson in things. Like I was looking for what it was that I was trying to learn, um, not realizing that I didn't have stuff to learn yet. And so for me, this was like incredibly frustrating because I would create situations that reflected to me, you know, maybe a facet of my trauma from childhood or like, you know, experiences where when I was in them. I didn't feel like I was learning. Like I felt like I was repeating something that I already had learned. And it was extremely aggravating because I was just like, I feel like I've already done this. But then because of kind of the spiritual perspective or outlook out there, I was like, I must just be arrogant to think that I've already done this. Because if I had already done this, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be showing up anymore. Like, obviously that's how everyone talks about this. And so I think not knowing that I was a master, led me to play out situations that otherwise i would have just been like i already did this like i just i didn't feel allowed to just be like i can just feel in my body that i've already done this and i'm not going to do it again and you know that's why like the portal which is our activation library i mean everything that we offer here at born awake in terms of resources and tools and energetic activations is really designed to support born awakes in pulling forward their masteries so that they don't have to relearn them. So again, we don't, blah, blah. I'm like going too far into the thing, but, um, (laughs) Jessie's nodding her head. You guys can't see her, but so how it presented, I'm trying to think of like a really good example. Um, it's so funny. Like this one just kept coming on that, like this had to be talked about in today's episode. So I went to this tra- I went to sh- this training this uh this shaman school training and um, it's this amazing institution. We can link it in the show notes if anyone is interested. Um, it's this anthropologist who his main intention is preserving the the shamanic, practices of different lineages from around the world. And he doesn't teach anything that's from any particular lineage. He only teaches things that are like different versions of it exist all over the world. So he calls them core shamanic practices. This just feels important. So people know like none of this is cult. it was no cultural appropriation. It was like a highly ethical organization where the guy is actually invited in by tribes around the world because they want support preserving their lineages and they know that he will not share it with anyone without their permission. So, anyway, so I was at shaman school <laughs> and everyone at shaman school hated me. Like they just hated me because I was like, you know, 20. 20- 22, 23, something like that. And they were all in their fifties for the most part. Like they were there having kind of like their midlife crisis experience, um, where they were like, I've been working the same job, you know, whatever that experience. And, um, I was better at everything than ever, all of them. (laughs) And, um, they did not like it. And it was really triggering for me to hold that and own it. And, um, so this is just a great example of like, through that experience, I kept on being like, ah, oh, like I must be like being supposed to learn something from them. Like they must be like, reflecting to me something about myself that I'm not seeing whereas like if I just understood that I was a master I would just be like oh I'm a master and they're still learning so like it's just triggering them cool <laughs> and it would have just saved me so much so much heartache and pain and confusion and so many hours of like oh my god why did like a 50 year old woman just like start screaming at me for no reason you know, but I, I just didn't know. Um, so I think that's a really good example. I can think of another one. I mean, I guess the other really common place that this showed up for me through most of my 20s was just my romantic partnerships, honestly. Like it was just like either I was repeating like a really fucked up trauma pattern from my childhood and my my genetic lineage Or I would, like, manifest, like, the partner who was, like, the bullet point list of, like, all of the things that I thought I wanted, but, like, I felt no, like, actual connection to them. Um, And for me, first off, I would stay in the ones that were just, you know, felt shitty for longer than I needed to because I didn't understand that I had already learned the thing. I didn't need to be relearning it. And then in the ones where I just didn't feel that deep connection, it was, again, a thing of like, just it led to distrust in myself rather than just being like, oh, this just doesn't feel right. Like, let me move on. And I think so I'm now, you know, engaged, like manifested my dream partner, like all of the things. Um, And for me, I do feel like owning my mastery is what led to that because by denying my mastery, I was not allowing the person who would like, you guys, I do this thing. I used to do it more. I don't really do it anymore. But for a while there, before I fully anchored on new earth, I dematerialized things a lot when I was triggered. Like if I was triggered or moving through an upgrade, I would dematerialize objects. So my current partner, think of how triggering that could be for someone potentially, or how they would just be like, you're crazy, you didn't do that, you definitely just forgot it, did it or whatever, right? Like, herbs is just fucking gets it like there was this one day where I dematerialized my credit card our car keys while we had already been in the car driving somewhere my slippers like I dematerialized like 10 things in like a three-hour period so then after having herbs's relative come to the restaurant where we've eaten to bring us our car keys that I somehow dematerialized back to our home while we were driving right after that (laughs) yep (laughs) We're driving. Imagine like just not being able, you know, just having to tell someone that and then being like, how did you start your car? And us being like, I don't know. Right. That whole thing. So anyway, so after that morning, I'm just like, babe, maybe we should take a hike this afternoon. And my partner is like, baby, you're dematerializing too many things today. Like we have to stay home. Right. But just like no trigger, no nothing. Just like this is what's occurring. Right. But I had to be there in myself in order for the person to show up who's just like chilling
1: with it. So that feels like all of a piece. I don't, does that? Yeah. It's just so cool. It's like the self recognition was just such a huge portal for you. And do you feel like that's the case for everyone that's Mm -hmm. born awake as well? There's actually, I remember when we first met, one of the first things that you kind of like, directed me to in my own system was focusing on my ownership, on taking ownership.
0: Yeah, I do feel like that's like a huge thing for people um, of just like, I mean, I think that, you know, and and we'll talk more about this in later episodes, but What I really feel like the key is, is just, like, before I received the Born Awake download, I truly didn't understand that you could be a master and be here. Like, I really thought that masters just, like, didn't come to earth anymore. It didn't even occur to me that, like, this was a category that I could fit in. Like, I just... So it it just kept being like, oh, but I might, I must not actually be the master that I think I am. Obviously, if I was that level, like I just wouldn't come here anymore. I think that was really what I, what I thought.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's really key. It's almost like something that just, we didn't know it to exist yet on earth, that if you're a master, you can actually be in a body. And that was what you were kind of coming to terms with. Oh, it must be it, it must not be how we're told. There must actually be to be both like a master and a human in, you know, in this totally. 3D reality.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm through the Born Awake download, I realized that there's like a whole group of us that's like here to have that experience. Mm-hmm. But really for me at the beginning, I was like, maybe this is just me. Like maybe I'm just going to, you know what I mean? Like maybe I'm the only one who chose this weird thing, but I think also the other piece that goes with being a master and like not not knowing it or not knowing what that means to be a master is like we we talk about this a lot. You and I is like really the freedom that comes with understanding that as a born awake, like your purpose is just to be. Embodied in your true frequency. Like it's literally just to hold the energy of all that you are here in this incarnation. Like that's all, that's all we're here to do. And so I feel like the other thing was that I still had this slight disconnect where I felt like the energetic work that I would do didn't directly translate into a shift in my 3D life. Like it was still more this thing where I would do energetic work on myself and then almost have to reorient myself and be like, okay, now that I've done that work, like how do I show up differently or take a different action in my 3D life? It was still this multi-step kind of glitchy thing. And what I really desired was for the energetic work to just do the whole thing. Like, I just wanted to be able to go in, do a session on myself, and then my life would just be different. And I just (laughs) like, like, that's my life now, like, which is wild to say, right? And it's like, if you're born awake, and you have that desire, like, if you have that desire, like, we're ushering in, like, the next stage of possibility for what can happen in a human incarnation, right? We're making it, we're normalizing it. We're normalizing the idea that like you could do healing work on yourself and that would just change your 3D reality instantly. But like at the time, my desire for this felt like some crazy pipe dream where I just was like, yeah, but I didn't come here to be a monk. And like only, it's only monks where like that's their whole purpose. Like it just, and that whole that whole way of being is about like transcending, right? And just going and becoming one with source. And I was like, no, I'm here to be source here. Um, I think looking back, I can also see how that desire was, was a sign of my mastery because it's wild to me, right? But when you talk to awakening beings, they truly want the experience of going through 3D experiences and like, Unpacking and analyzing them to figure out what matters about them, and then doing healing based on that. Like they want this whole other experience, which is, this is part of why it was hard for me to have friends. You <laughs> know, just like I was like, you want that? Like that's so slow. Can we fast forward? And that kind of desire, which I no longer have that desire of can we fast forward because I no longer create things in the slow way, but like I feel like if you're listening to this and you're kind of just being introduced to all this information, if you frequently have a feeling about 3D life of like, can we just fast forward? Like that's kind of a
1: sign, you know? Like, yeah. Totally. Yeah. No, I really obviously resonate with what you're saying. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so did you feel like Did you feel like you had to let go of being here in service in order to fully connect with this new way of being where you just realized, you know what, I just want the freedom. I want the play. I want the enjoyment of my life. Was there also a sense of needing to let go of something that you thought you were here for or like was your idea of your purpose really redefining at this time as well?
0: Yeah, that's such a perfect question. Absolutely. I think um, so. I love this analogy I heard when I heard this like as a teenager, but this analogy of like with so many things, we kind of start off at one polarity. And then in order to actually find equilibrium, it's kind of like a pendulum swinging where We have to kind of experience the other polarity in order to find the middle ground. Um, I've found that to be really useful for me in my own process so many times where I'll almost kind of force myself to hold the energetic of like the opposite side of the pendulum because it just uncovers so much stuff. So for so much of my life, I had had kind of the idea of mission or purpose that I think so many of us have. You choose your purpose, and then almost like your your healing comes through that. Like you choose your purpose, and that leads you to becoming the person that you're really here to be. Because like everything just crystallizes around the intention of like what you've decided to do. And so what I kind of was doing in the year leading up to the Born Awake download was I was honestly just really over that. Like I just I felt like I had spent so much of my life you know, also just working as a healer and then how I had related to my family. Like there was just so much where I just felt like I was always showing up to be of service um, and never really thinking about myself. And I think as a born awake, it's really easy to get a headspace also because we have this awareness of like, none of this really matters. Like this is all just an illusion. So like, why wouldn't I just serve? And like serving feels good. Like it just feels good. If you're a master, Right. Like if you think of it, if we're talking if we're saying that Born Awakes are masters, then anyone in this category really is here to serve. Like that's the only reason you would actually volunteer to do this. But for me to receive the download, what I essentially did was I was like, what if I literally just only like do things that feel good and that I enjoyed? What if it would be possible for like me to accomplish everything that I'm here to do purely through that? And I think this is actually where like a really deep understanding of what being born awake is comes from because it's like, our mission is energetic. Our mission literally is just to hold a frequency, but like there's so much to use your word that you use from Gene Keys. Like there's so much deconditioning around that, like because it's just, it's like anathema to everything that we've ever been like trained about anything. So there was so much deconditioning happening in that year. And like, actually the name of um, my, my first like company is called Spirit Influencer. And where that really comes from is this idea of energetically influencing, like, what does it mean to be an energetic influencer, right? This idea that the same way that there's people just getting paid millions of dollars just to show a photo of themselves, and not only being paid millions of dollars, but like, really giving people a window into a totally different kind of life, right? Like, which is, like, that is an activation. Um, So I was really playing around with, like, what would it mean if my role was to do that energetically? And, like, why don't I believe that it's possible to make lots of money or reach millions of people purely through that? And so um, I wouldn't really say that I was holding that way of being with any success. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, what I was more doing was just like asking that question and then like pretty much every day being shown another thing that I needed to change in how I approached life or what I believed to be possible in order to actually align myself with that reality that I was desiring.
1: Yeah. So let's now talk about... the lead up to you actually getting the download about what it is to be born awake. Yeah! Yay! Yeah!
0: <laughs> um, amazing. Okay, so basically, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, now we're at the really fun part. So all of this, you know, happened. All of this was happening. And um, we'll do an episode on this at a later date, um, potentially. We'll see. But um, in about three months before the Born Awake download came in, I had a timeline jump. And so for me, that timeline jump was really what brought me to a place where I fully owned that I was source, period, and I understood that I was a master. So like for me, that that moment is when those things locked in which then put me in a position where I understood that now the timeline that I was on and the next, the rest of my life, you know, or I would say, you know, for the next chunk of my incarnation, who knows, I may like create another timeline again later. But like for now, I understood that all of the desires that we've been speaking about that I had in my heart of like what life could be what my reality could be. I understood that now on this new timeline, like they actually were accessible to me. Like they were actually like now actually everything that I did was going to be building that reality for myself. So I would say that that was kind of the, the precursor. And then the actual conversation that sparked the born awake download was so so that had happened i was now i was like i know i'm creator i know i'm a master like point blank period now i have to figure out how to make my 3d life a representation of that (laughs) and so so that was you know i was like in a way the work has just begun great um but so that happened and so then this is about three months later and um so I was still living in New York. I had um still my in-person healing business there. Romantically, I was still kind of in the type of dynamic that I spoke about prior. I just kind of knew that it wasn't time for like actually that soulmate relationship yet and actually I was really focused on healing my body. Like that was really my priority. Um and it was really like okay how do i start translating this energetic like multidimensional mastery into my into my life and so for me i did feel like my body was kind of where i had to start with that because i just my body was holding so much for me at that point and was so bogged down with toxins so i just i knew i had to start there so anyway so um that's kind of what's happening in the background um and um and i was also in the the process of Um, buying an apartment. So like I was anchoring a lot. So um, this person, I was having this conversation with someone where this person was, we were just talking and they were like, what is, um, like, what was your awakening story? Like, how did you, what was your, like, what was it that led to your awakening? And you know, this is because we were having a conversation where it was very clear based on the context of the conversation that we were both awake. And by awake, I think what I really mean is understanding that earth is a playground, understanding that we're all here to play out things that to some extent we we planned to play out, even though as a born awake, you can rewrite them in real time, right? But like, there's, you know, just this understanding of kind of the larger game we're playing And um, a certain level of detachment to me being awake comes with a certain level of detachment of i'm going to do the best I can, I also know I have like infinite chances right so it's just kind of like that that detachment so um, she asked me what my awakening story was and. I allowed myself to recognize something that I had never allowed myself to recognize before in that conversation. So prior times when I'd had that conversation, I probably would have said, oh, you know, when I got sober or like I would have kind of found a time to sort of make fit with that story. And instead, because I think I had already now gone through this process of I'm creator, period, and I'm a master. Point blank period like because that was already anchored in me and I felt worthy of that, I was able to then see in that moment, oh, I don't have an awakening story. Like I can't think of a moment where I suddenly discovered this these truths. I always knew them. And I think I was born this way. like I think I was born already knowing this. And so then that just kind of led to in meditation, me just asking in the void, which is, you know, this is part of what had occurred in the in the year to 18 months leading up to this was I had actually started energetically being taken in meditation to a place beyond source, which also made me know that like what all of these people were analyzing and trying to read the signs of like was definitely not it for me. And everything we do at Born Awake utilizes this void energy. So like any way that you choose to engage with us Uh, in terms of the activations and stuff that we offer. Like you'll receive that. You'll receive that activation automatically. But so I went to the place that I went to meditate outside of source, outside of time and was basically (laughs) just asking like, okay, then what the fuck am I? And so that's really just where this came from of, you know, I'm born awake. I was born awake. And I remember I started just Sharing about it, like on my Instagram, talking to people in my life about it, talking to clients who seemed like open or receptive about it. And I started looking at the the qualities that defined someone as one or the other. But yeah, that really the download was like you were born knowing all of this. You just don't know how to apply it. And then the one other piece that I'll say with this is for me specifically as a being. I, in between my last incarnation and this one, I didn't have any time in between. Towards the end of the last incarnation, while that being was still technically dying on earth, (laughs) Um, or maybe, I can't quite remember. It might be that there was like six months in between. But basically that incarnation, I died and I was immediately born as me now. So what I understood was, and what I was shown as part of the Born Awake download was that Because of who I had been in my prior incarnation, I was really here to facilitate the process of the human operating system, being able to hold and like move through that journey of from being asleep to, oh my God, there's so much more. Like I had participated in that in like the 50 years prior. Mm. And now starting in the late 80s, early 90s, I was now here to participate in the next the next stage. So I also had that context. So I, which just felt super, I I think looking back, I feel like that was super important because since I knew that I sort of had also an understanding of, oh, okay. If, if all of that was for the prior mission then I almost had a sense of things I could immediately rule out as not needed anymore. Like I could almost be like, oh, I already taught on that. Oh, I already did that. So I knew then, like what's needed can't be that because that already
1: exists. Yeah. Wow. So Spirit, let's just break it down really clearly for everyone. What exactly was the Born Awake download?
0: Yeah. So... Really the actual born awake download was this moment in meditation after that, that story that I shared of, you know, the person asking me, what's your awakening story? And me being like, I don't have one. Right. That was kind of the light bulb moment. And then I really just went into meditation. I was like, what does it mean that I don't have one? Like what, 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 like, help me understand this. And, um, I was really comfortable at that point and really just resting in and being in void absolute, just sitting there and just allowing myself to reveal to myself what I didn't know yet. And so I really just heard like, you're born awake and I just started being shown the key qualities and characteristics that born awakes have in common. And so really the most quintessential part of that download of the born awake download, because, you know, in season, in this whole season of the podcast, we're going to be breaking down for you kind of those key energetics of what it means to be born awake. So we're going to be breaking down for you the facets of that download, but really the key piece was you are a type of being, like, you're not weird, you're not a freak, there's not something wrong with you, you are a type of being that's choosing to incarnate for a particular reason that's different than the reason that beings that are here to awaken are incarnating, and so that was really, I would say, the, the, the key energy of the download was, like, You're not weird. (laughs) And it's not just you. This is, this is a type. This is a, a, yeah, it's a type of being. And so then once I had that understanding, really everything else could take shape around it and through it and from it, because I just, I understood that then I just had to be like tracking and clocking and identifying what the characteristics of the type of being that is a born awake being? Like, what are those qualities that we share? And so, you know, we sort of, yeah, we walk you through that in, in this whole season. But that was really the, um, the starting point for me to really have permission to just start looking at things in that way. Okay, if I'm a type of being, then, then what are the defining elements? And like, how can I sort of get confirmation from others (laughs) that that these are things that are a quality
1: of this type of being as opposed to like me as a unique human. Amazing. Yeah. Have you found that there is much of a distinction between like you, the person who received this download and is now like sharing it and then the people that come and kind of like receive from that and recognize these truths for themselves do you find that there is like a difference
0: yeah I guess what I would say is what I've come to understand is that there are several what I would say is um, there are 12 different sort of archetypal mm. born awakes like there are 12 different characters or or kind of versions of born awakes And each of those 12 types kind of share um, key qualities, Um, but we're not all the same. We're, We're the same in these very foundational aspects that we're covering in season one here of this podcast. But if you were to put us all in a line, we wouldn't look the same because what you have to understand is the key, Thing about being born awake is that you're already a master and what you're here to do is express and embody that mastery on this plane of existence. You're here to collapse the separation between absolute and 3D. So each of the types has like very distinct ways that they still experience separation between their 3D experience and void or that they struggle to really express and own their mastery and the truth that they are source on this plane of existence. So it's like, we're all struggling with those two key things, but the way that that expresses in our reality, it it can really vary.
1: Hey guys, Jesse here with my key takeaways from this episode. I love how Spirit breaks down the key understandings that she herself had to move through in order for her to become a vibrational match to this huge download that revealed a type of being, the born awake being. Because it really leads us, if we're resonating with this transmission, to observe these places within ourselves where we may not be fully claiming our power. It invites us to one, recognize that we, truly are the ones creating any experience, be that desirable or undesirable, that is showing up in our 3D existence. And if that is true, then we have total autonomy to shift that and rewrite it. And two, to stop looking at the lessons in things and instead lean into what it would mean that we've already done this. And been through enough versions of this dynamic or experience or lesson that we can now choose to discontinue repeating that lesson and learning that thing again and again and again. And spirit speaks about um, the importance of self-recognition and ownership being a key to becoming a match to what is actually in alignment for the unique experience that born awake beings are here to have. The experience that we are here as masters with the ability to shift our reality at will because we're desiring something different, which is huge, right? (laughs) Because it really requires letting go of this idea that we are at the mercy of the experiences that 3D throws at us. And instead, we can find purpose through this somewhat idealistic pathway of only choosing to have things in our lives that we enjoy and that we really wish to be there and that allow us to stay in both our truth and our desire. I also love the epiphany or the light bulb moment where she speaks of having realized that she didn't have an awakening experience and how fully soaking into that awareness and that own the awareness and ownership of that led her to realize that there truly is a distinction here to be made. I feel like there is so much permission in this transmission and I take it as an invitation to look at where I can find that truth for myself. And if you're born awake, it's likely that you can too. So it it leads to question how we can reconsider the life that we find ourselves in the center of and ask, how does our trajectory from this point onwards change in light of these takeaways? Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of True Frequency Podcast. If you're ready to step into your mastery and stop creating shit you hate, go to bornawake.world and have a look at the portal. The portal is our library of activations, teachings, and Q&A designed specifically for the Bornawake operating system. Membership is $9.99 a month, and you can cancel any time without penalty. If you're not ready for the portal yet, but you have a question, you can always submit them on bornawake.world. We love answering your questions, so don't be shy. If you enjoyed this episode, we hope that you'll share it with friends and other born awakes and consider leaving a review. Thank you. Until next time.